Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 70 of HubShots, the podcast for marketing managers and people in sales who are either using HubSpot or considering using HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. Craig, welcome to The Late Show. It's another late night special, isn't it? It is. But the good thing is we've had our pork buns. Oh, you have. It was fantastic pork buns. Went up to Tim Ho Wan here and uh, yeah, had a good, good dinner before recording. So, yeah. Now, this is going to be our HubSpot sales templates and how not to do SEO episode. And shot one, uh, Inbound Thought of the Week. We're going to talk about Matt Barbie. And he had a great uh, little session at, at Inbound 2016. And it was really good if you were a beginner. Yeah, I agree. This is up on the content.inbound.com site. And the way he actually positions it is how to suck at SEO and drive your business into the ground. So he's kind of taking that approach. It's great. I agree for beginners. So if you know your SEO stuff, this isn't for you. But if you're new to it and you're kind of wondering about it, I actually think it's really good. He has three main points we thought we'd highlight. He goes through and we'll expand a bit upon but first, the importance of promoting content. It's good how he positions this and looking at how many blog posts there are. And just because you write a great blog post, there's no chance you'll stand out because of that. But it's all about promotion. Uh, and that, that was his first point. That's right. Content minus promotion equals failure, which I thought was gold. I think the next thing he talked about was the importance of customer experience. So really looking at a page, looking at what people do. So using tools like... Not burnt orange. Lucky orange. Lucky orange. I was thinking of chocolate. Great tool or hot jar, hot jar. or any of those tools. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can see what people are doing. I think that's really important and really taking away all that friction from what people are doing. The value of testing. Now, we talk about this all the time. Test and measure. Test and measure. Yeah, he had some good, good ideas along that line as well and also just how he tests things and then some of the analysis he does. And so they kind of sound simple, but he, he tests things such as the length of post versus popularity and views and that kind of thing, correlating some of those stats. Most people probably go backlinks don't matter anymore, but backlinks do matter. So he says, you know, there's still truth in that. So think about how you can get links and how you approach people to do, to write content for other blogs, etc., or, you know, do press releases and get that shared. And that all folds back into the whole promotion side as well. So, yeah, look, it's a really good session, as we said, for a beginner, and he covers off some of those old myths that if you know SEO, you're aware of, but there are many people that still think keyword stuffing is a good practice or submitting to article directories is a good thing to do. And he kind of uh, quashes some of those, so that's really good. Now, one thing, it was I love this little stat that he gave. It says two and a half million blog posts are published every day. It's Craig. massive, yes. So I think this, like why that whole thing about where he says content minus promotion is failure is one of the reasons is this, because there is such volume of stuff out there and I guess sifting the good from the bad is becoming increasingly harder. Yep, got to promote the good stuff. And finally... Reoptimizing your content and calls to actions to see improvement. So even look at, go back and look at what you've got and see whether you can. And you, we've done this a few times. We talk about lead flows, about creating more specific lead flows for that post or that page, and then having a generic one in between. But really about optimizing that to really generate the conversion. So yeah, I would encourage everyone to go and. Watch the presentation. So yeah, go on. I think it's only 25 minutes as well. It's not he, long. Because he had a whole question time at the end that's not part of the video. So, yeah, well, yeah, pretty And pretty actually he had a great 
He's got his own website, and I actually opted in for some of his. I've got a few of his emails. Actually, we didn't actually explain who he is. So Matt Barbie actually is, he's the guy that manages all the SEO for HubSpot. Yes. Right, so he kind of knows his stuff, I'm guessing. Yeah, and I think he's worked, he's had his own business before. Yeah, he's a pretty sharp guy. So he's a pretty sharp guy. He's got his own site. I opted in for his email newsletters, which have been really good so far. So I encourage you to go and opt in and learn a few things. All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. Yeah, so I just wanted to highlight an oldie but a goodie, and this is the URL builder in HubSpot. So this is not new. It's not a new feature. It hasn't been enhanced or anything recently. But it's a reminder to take advantage of it because I actually, I was just using this with a customer this week. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about this. And I think we even talked about it in one of our early shows and some of the benefits. But I thought I'd just do a quick recap. So you can get to it. If you're ever wondering how to get to it, it's under the reports menu. You go reports home or report sources report. You can find it there. There's two reasons I really like it, actually, over, say, the Google URL builder, which is also good. But the HubSpot one, it just keeps a history of those links. So I really like that. You can go back and, oh, yeah, what was that link? Oh, I don't have to build it again. Yeah. I'll just grow it. And the second thing is it creates that short link for you as well. So that can be useful if you're putting in a slide deck or things like that. So, Craig, tell me from your experience, what are the things you use it for? So actually, well, good use case this week. It was uh, for a customer who developed a whole bunch of eBooks. We're just launching them. So they've got three landing pages for three different eBooks, but they wanted to create different URLs based on the campaigns and where they were putting it. Something's getting promoted in some partner sites. Others will come from uh, social or paid channels. And so we just wanted to create a whole bunch of those links. And then for the team, the marketing team, anytime they want them, I didn't want to kind of say, oh, you go here to the Google URL builder and do this. I just want to say, right, go to this link. There's the links and there's the short links already saved for you. You can grab it anytime you need to get it again. So perfect, so, perfect use case. Yeah. So I'll ask you, example, they're running their campaign, and I know the answer to this. If I knew that it came off, say, a referral site, for example, why would I create a URL that's specific to that referral site? Yeah, good question. And for reporting, basically for reporting back and tying leads to sources. Yeah. And so actually I'll give you an example where one of the places they're using it, they're running a webinar, so in the slide deck, they've created a special link from that slide deck because they want to see who comes via after watching the webinar. So they're not actually going to click on a link on a site. They're actually going to type that in. So it's a short link. And then they wanted to be able to track that. Yeah, I'll give you the example how I use this. Yeah. I actually have one of my customers, we created CTAs that go on their emails. It's a banner. And what I actually did was actually create a unique tracking link which is used on those banners for each individual person in that team. So I can actually see if people are clicking off the banner in their email onto the site. Oh, that's a great example. That's really good. So, yeah. I mean, I haven't had heaps of, but I actually saw it show up on my reports. Oh, yeah, that came from a banner click on their email, which was really fascinating. You know, that's really good because we do create signature links. We like to have email signature links with UTM parameters. Yes. But again, it's a hassle. No one knows how to create them. But you could just pre-create all of these and then go, right, go to the resources home, URL exactly. builder, and there's the... the and I tied that also. to their first campaign, which is really good. Yeah, nice so, one. All right. On to our HubSpot sales feature of the week. And we're going to highlight the HubSpot template library. And this is where you can create email templates to quickly respond to people. So it's a great place to have a consistent response to people And even just speed up the process, like I've got an email which I've been using quite regularly and I've used it today twice where somebody said, hey, 
I want to buy a 1-300-1-800 number. Do you know anyone that can do that? And we use the service. So I, I actually created a template and I told everybody on my team has access to it. And all I literally did was I went, oh, okay, reply, select the template. It pre-filled all of their details. And literally it took me 20 seconds and I hit send and it was gone. Yeah, it's pretty Just handy. saved so much time because I remember that would have taken me like, like about three minutes to do before. Yeah, that's really good. And so one of the advantage templates has say over canned responses if you're in Gmail and you, or you use Google Apps and you use canned responses, which I do all the time as well. But templates, they can pre-fill so they can actually have insertion of contact first names, those kinds of things. Yes, exactly. So there's those advantages, even company names, other links, <coughs> uh, you can, yeah, insert in Yeah, them. so this feature is available in HubSpot sales. So it's available in free. You only get five templates, which can be shared across the team if you have sales pro there's i think it's like a thousand i think templates. it's a thousand yes it's a thousand templates and you can create ones that are specific to you or you can share it across the I team if anyone's ever hit that limit oh we've hit a thousand what do we do now we've broken uh, is that the person that operates an autopilot oh yeah this person said that let me just get this <laughs> response anyway highlighting that hubspot have actually built a whole template library to help with your team so it has things from first touch emails follow-up emails break up emails, it's all there. So I think go through and I would actually use what's actually useful for your team and your sales process. Don't go and load everything in there because you will just waste your time and not use it. I think that's really important. (laughs) All right. I'm actually going to say a few things slightly contrary. I think the template library is good and there's good suggestions. There's also bad ones. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. we've, We've got some screenshots here and the second screenshot is what I call a bad one. And it's kind of this disingenuous kind of flattery and a, a compliment kind of thing. I've, I'm really, I, maybe I'm over, oversensitive to this kind of outreach where it's, you know, it's not genuine. So I actually would say to some people, look at the template libraries and look at some of them as examples what not to do. And the other thing I'd say is because so many people are using HubSpot now, HubSpot CRM, and are using templates, these templates are probably getting used verbatim by many people. So there's an example of, well, take an idea, but don't use the same wording because you'll end up being like all the other people that are just doing this thing and, and this kind of outreach and trotting it out. And so I think there's a warning there as well. That's just my, so that's that's, my opinion. So you know? that's really good. And I what I discovered when I was implementing this, I realized some of that wasn't the way we would actually operate or speak. And some of it is a bit American. So I actually changed a lot of that. So I think that's really important. Make sure the tone is representative of your business or you so that people go, oh, yeah, that doesn't look like someone cut cut and pasted, but, oh, yeah, that sounds like Ian or Craig or sounds like something that Zen or Search and Be Found would actually send out. I think that's really important. And do that and ask people and test it on others. Exactly. And just at the end, after the screenshots (laughs) there, we've got two links off to HubSpot posts which talk about other sales email ideas and they're always good for ideas for things that you can offer i like the ones that offer value yes a new way of saying here's something that you may get value from i like those kinds of templates all right shop for cafe consulting craig yeah just a reminder we had cafe consulting last week it it was quite good i think it provided value and uh, our next one is coming up at the start of march 8th of march in sydney cbd so we've got a link there you can book in with our calendar and you get 30 minutes with Ian and myself to discuss HubSpot or your site or inbound marketing, maybe some ideas for driving leads. 
book in and yeah, we'll see you there. Yes. And as a bonus, and we were talking about this over dinner, is we're actually thinking of doing a Hub Shots dinner one evening in uh, March. And we'd just love to really know from our listeners if you would if you would like to attend, we'd love to meet some of you and just have a chat over some food. Right. And so what's the purpose of this? To meet other HubSpot users and That's right. and, and us and yeah, just have a, a nice night. So there's no hard sell, there's no well, there's no sell. There's no <laughs> like there's no demos or discuss it's just a social event. Just come out come out, hang with us, talk to us. Yeah, so that and that's great for you because you're super super friendly. <laughs> I'm I'm Mr. Introvert. I'll be I'll be in the corner. Just yeah. So we're starting at uh, five p.m. because Craig's bedtime <laughs> is nearing here. That's right. No, I, I like to I like to meet new people, but I'm much better one on one. Yeah, that's just my personality. But I I certainly like to meet more people. And the HubSpot user group. We're chatting about this earlier with Samantha. You know, we just want to. Yes. Anyway, hopefully there'll be news on that coming up in the next. That's couple right. Weeks. So HubSpot user group coming up. All right, Craig. On to our opinion of the week. And this is a talking about practitioners versus managers. And this is a article you found on Signal Voice. Signal versus, uh, versus, versus noise. noise. So this is the Basecamp blog. Yes. So the Basecamp product, that's a project management tool. Most listeners are probably familiar <coughs> with it. The guys that co-founded that, uh, they have a blog called Signal versus Noise. It's actually hosted on Medium now. I love their stuff, actually, because they're thinkers. I don't agree with actually quite a lot that they say, but they make me think because they're running a, a very successful company. Yes. I love to read what they do and how they approach things and some of them are quite contrarian. I really like that. And, yeah, I, some of it I agree with and some I don't, but this one I do and it's this idea of managers being competent in the tasks that they manage the teams to do. And I think this is a really good article and goes to the whole idea of being a practitioner. And for marketing managers that aren't practitioners, I think they're at a loss. But marketing managers, no matter how senior they are, that have an idea how to use the tools and the approaches and and some of the tactics, even though they might not be doing it day to day, they're not doing the actual implementation, but they know how to do it, I think they're at a significant advantage. And this is along those lines. This is talking about technical teams, development teams. But this idea of a manager that doesn't actually know how to do any of the stuff that the team he's managing or she's managing do, is it's a disconnect. And I think more and more we're seeing that, especially in the marketing field. It just doesn't work. You can't be a marketing manager and not know how this stuff works. So anyway, that's an opinion of the week and a bit of a... Yeah, look, it's not a long read, so I'd encourage everyone to read it. There's some great stuff on Medium, as we always talk about. All right, Craig, on to our creative top 10 of the week. Okay, this is great. I've thrown you the challenge this week and a reminder to listeners what this is. We've started this year by talking about how we want to practice deliberate marketing in a way, deliberate practice on to be better marketers, and part of it is being more creative. So each week we kind of set the other one a challenge, and that's a top 10. You've got to come up with just 10 ideas about a particular marketing challenge. And the idea is not that this is best practice or this is what you should do, but this is some ideas and so my challenge to you is 10 ideas to promote awareness of a cloud computing services company. And uh, coming up with three ideas is pretty easy. Coming up with 10 is quite hard. And so I'll throw it to you, Ian. What have you come up with? All right, Craig. So I think I started this question, then I went back to asking you, who are we targeting, which is going back to personas. And so let me start with what I came up with. Number one, infographics showing the benefits of new versus old way 
of infrastructure support and maintenance. So I think that's a really key thing. Writing in the sky your URLs, uh, cloud computing. In the clouds. In the clouds, yeah. I thought that was a good one. Promote and target on Facebook your content and images that show the benefits of um, the new way of infrastructure and cloud computing. And you can do that, obviously, to specific titles and specific locations. I think that's the great part. Promote content and target it to CIOs and CTOs on LinkedIn. So I, I imagine from what I remember, a lot of those guys spend a fair bit of time on LinkedIn, connecting with people, reading information. I think that's a great place to get in front. So sponsoring content to get in front of them would be a great way to do that. Educate and target groups on LinkedIn that talk about, I said hosting, because you know that's probably where the low level part where it starts, that are not cloud-based. So really get in there, start helping people, maybe start talking about how there are these little bits of cloud infrastructure that can help them solve their problems and get them in there slowly. Number six, create case studies and share them with your existing database. So I say this in an effort to get people thinking about it and grab awareness, but also to then see, I think I said in the next point, which is number seven, review who in your database would be a good candidate to move to cloud services and use that as a way to get to them. Number eight, write an in-depth piece of content about, and this could be many pieces of content, about issues people have that don't use cloud computing. Because I think there'll be CIOs and CTOs out there searching for, I've got this problem, how do I solve it? Highlight the pain, yeah. Yes, highlight the pain. Uh, Number nine, present at a CIO and CTO, wherever these guys hang out, at one of their conferences about cloud computing advances and where the market's going. So kind of be the industry leader, not saying to sell your services, but really just to be seen as that expert in the progression of cloud computing and infrastructure. And finally, number 10, I came up with network with these CIOs and CTOs at events that they would attend. Remembering back to my Macquarie days, probably at sailing events and other other things on the harbour or, you know, um, hanging out at nice restaurants and and really meet with them at a totally different level at those kind of events and build a relationship. So I think that's a really good Nice. I could be wrong, but I think that's... Look, this is 10 creative ideas to think about and they should drive other ideas. This is excellent. So That's right. Thanks, Ian. And you've I have got, a bonus you've got for a you, bonus, yes. Get a call centre in India to call all CIOs and CTOs with an offer. Now, and I thought to myself, um, it might sound a little bit like this. Uh, our listeners, have a listen to this. I'll play you a little bit about what we call Lenny. Hello, this is Lenny. <laughs> Yeah, hi. This is Charlie calling from GoDaddy.com. This is the call in regards to your domain activation. Okay, thanks. That's that's Lenny there, and uh, if you're familiar with it's Lenny, it's it's a, it's hilarious. There's a whole YouTube channel of them. If you're not, follow the link, and you'll find out what on earth we're talking about there. So, Craig, I want to thank you for introducing me to Lenny this evening. It's provided me a lot of laughs, it's and I'm pretty... sure I'm going to go back and listen to a few more. Yeah, the point there being that your bonus point eleven was not <laughs> was not a good suggestion. In case people were selling call center, no, that's not a good idea. So bonus 11 was really to take the mickey out of what you've been showing me today. Yes, that's right. Do not go to a call center. Okay. All right, podcast of the week, Craig. And this is one that we have been listening to for quite a while, and it's called HubSpot to Go, and I love what Chris Handy's been doing, and I love his actionable tips. We want to highlight this episode, which is HubSpot to Go number 234, and 
I'll let you tell. Yeah, that, so this particular episode is talking about how to improve your email open rates. And I like this one because he goes through a number of things. And he, one of the key points is about personalizing emails. So he's a really against, and I think we are as well, but he comes up with a really good reason why. But he's against the whole marketing at your company or these generic. Oh, info or admin info at, at, yes. Yeah, um, support. Yeah, all these kinds of generic emails. Uh, and he's for more of the personal touch. And he talks about how having a HubSpot owner allows you to do that. When you send out newsletters, you can insert the signature from the owner of Correct. that context so it can be personalised. Now, we've always said that, and I think in previous episodes we've talked about this, it is much more personal. And HubSpot themselves do this because they've seen improvements in responses. Correct. Now, but the reason why is? Well, the reason why is because they recognise the name first of all, but... What Chris highlights, which I hadn't actually really spoken about before, but he like he highlights that Google often has these promotions and social tabs in Gmail and Google Apps, and that's actually if you're sending from marketing at your company, you're more than likely to end up there. Whereas if you're sending from a personal name, who that <clears throat> recipient has spoken with before and has communication, it'll more likely go into the inbox. So it's around deliverability, and I, I think that's an excellent point. It's- I think it's a great point. Now, one caveat of this is you need to make sure that in HubSpot, the HubSpot owner is set. Right, which you can do with a workflow. That's right. Pretty easy. You can, yeah. but I have noticed that quite a few times in customer accounts, there is no HubSpot owner set. Right. So if you're going to do this or invoke this idea which is absolutely you should, please make sure that HubSpot owner is set. Okay, to, that's a really good point. We should, we should do a tip next week or in, in a future episode where we just show how to set HubSpot owners. Yes. So just a workflow that goes through sets the HubSpot owner yep. if it's blank. Yeah, okay, excellent point. Uh, by right. the way, when we're speaking podcast, we, we should do a shout-out again to Samantha Alford who interviewed us today for her podcast. So we mentioned last week the Daily Hub. And we're thrilled to actually actually interviewed us on that podcast today and that'll probably be live by the time this episode goes live as well. Exactly. So have a listen, keep an eye out and have a listen to that. You get to hear a bit more about us in that episode. All right, on to our resource of the week, Craig, analysis of hero images. Yeah, look, won't go into this. Um, We're coming up to time, but uh, Kiss Metrics talk about hero images. And I thought this was a fascinating post because they go through the seven different types of hero images and when you should use which one. And that also goes into colour matching for audiences, even yeah, right. gender and things like that. I thought, yeah, really That's worth, cool. worth a read, yes. All right. And I, lo- I love your bogus tip of the week, Craig, how to use QR codes in marketing. I can't believe people use QR codes. I just No, it's the best thing, Craig. Anyway, Why wouldn't you? Anyway, I linked to a blog post I wrote about this where a, a high-end magazine I was reading on the yes. weekend, I had a QR code in the ad and I thought, who who uses QR codes? Like who knows how to use them for starters on their phone? Got to download an app. And I thought, oh, I'll do that. Down, found a, <laughs> I found an app, downloaded it. I scanned this QR code because I wanted to know where it went. Went to an error page. It was just That's gold. That's gold there, yeah. All right, finally, Craig, on to our quote of the week. And it's from one of our favourites, Charles Duhigg, and it's from his book, The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. And here's the quote, companies aren't families, they're battlefields in civil war. What? Anyway, Craig, it's been great talking to you this week. Until next week. We'll catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, 
visit us at hubshots.com.